peeves. Pete's pet peeves. Pete's pets. Pete's pets. Pete. Pete. That's hard to say, isn't it? <laughs> Pete's, we'll pet to... Pete's pet Pete's peeves. Pete's pet peeves. Hey there, I'm Dana, your Canadian English teacher, with another English lesson so you can speak and understand the English spoken in Canada. If you're learning English for the Great White North, you've come to the right place. You'll learn phrasal verbs, common expressions, conversation tips, and of course, some typical Canadianisms. Today, I am interviewing my friend and fellow teacher, Pete. Pete is the creator of the Aussie English Podcast and the Aussie English Academy. I know Pete through a teacher friend of ours. We've ever, we've never actually met in person, but we're good friends on the internet. It was Pete who actually helped me start the Can Learn English podcast. So if you're enjoying this podcast, then you have to say a big thank you to Pete. So today we are doing an expression episode and we're going to talk about our pet peeves. So why don't you take a listen? Okay, Pete, thank you so much for coming on the Can Learn English podcast today. I can't believe that I haven't had you on here yet. Man, it's my pleasure. How's it going? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, like it's it's going well. I mean, going well as it can be right now. Um, but we're not going to talk about all that crazy my stuff. My dad's <laughs> been calling it the C word. The C word, yeah. It, we're not going to talk about the C word today. Have you, gonna... have you been a little bit fatigued by the C word as well, have you? And the news and the constant cycle of the C word. Exactly. So the Can yeah. Learn English podcast is a C word free zone. Uh, that's what I decided anyways. Just want to talk about English and yeah. studying. Give people and, a break. Yeah, this is the, the C word break. So, But yeah, it's it's really crazy that. So this is going to be episode number 52. Uh, Congrats. Which is like a year's worth of podcasts. And yeah, and you helped me get started with the whole thing. And I haven't even had you on here. Oh, it's it's all been your hard work, right? You're yeah. the one that's been busting your guts getting here. So how have you found it so far anyway? Have you been enjoying the process up and oh, down yeah. roller coaster? Yeah, yeah. No, it's been it's been really fun. Um, I love making the podcast every week. It's been a big lots of learning and learning new things. So I always love to do that. So I've really, really liked it. It can definitely so. be a love hate relationship though, right? Yeah, I mean for anyone who has the podcast transcripts, that's a huge undertaking, I think. Um, especially at first, it's gotten a little bit better because we both switched our transcribing company, yeah. um, which is, I've seen a huge improvement. It's, it takes a lot less work, but yeah, I mean, I, I would say it's more of a love relationship than a, than a hate relationship. Have you found it difficult and sorry if I'm interviewing you. Have you found it difficult um, creating content about Canada whilst not living in the country itself? Yeah, I sometimes wish that I did have access to more Canadians, like because I'm living in Switzerland and I'm six hours ahead. And when I chat with my family, it's usually just to like catch up with stuff and not everybody can fit into my schedule. So yeah, I think in a way, I would love it if I was still back in Canada to be able to interview more Canadians, maybe include some content that 
I wouldn't otherwise, you know, I don't get the opportunity to do here in Switzerland, but try to make the best of it. There's so much to talk about when it comes to a whole entire country. So focusing a lot on history and culture and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. That's what I fell in love with, with doing the podcast, just diving into that. And I've just lashed out. I've just spent a lot of money on um, a bunch of history books about Australia so that I can learn more about it and talk more confidently about those those events. And it does seem to be something that kind of compounds. The more you learn about it, the more you love it, and the more you want to learn about it. Yeah, of course. I have some great online books that I grab inspiration from because I think, and you probably find this with your listeners, like stuff that you know just innately about Australia, a lot of people find really, really fascinating. So for me to try and figure out what isn't just like, oh, that's so boring, um, might be something that I think is boring, that they'll actually the listeners will like it, you know, so that's kind of... I think you're right. Exactly. I I had that realization recently with having my dad on the podcast to do sort of weekly episodes about the news, but we often go off on tangents talking about a whole heap of other content because he just has this wealth of knowledge from living in Australia for 62, almost 63 years and, you know, having been interested in politics and history. And so it is funny how much you realize that he never talks about these things when we're at family gatherings, but you sit him down, give him a wine and start asking him questions or bring up stories. And all of a sudden, you know, he's, he's talking about a whole bunch of these interesting topics and you can, you know, chop them up and create episodes and content for listeners who, you know, are going to find them interesting. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's, I like that series that uh, Pete's doing on his podcast, which is, you're calling it the goss, right? And it's all about yeah, different. The gossip. What's the, the news? What's the news? Yeah, we. I haven't delved too much into that on the Can Learn English podcast, but I absolutely could talk a little bit more about current events and stuff like that. I mean, not right now because the only current event that anyone's yeah. focused on is the C word. But That's the not- hardest part. The GOSS has gotten harder and harder to create in terms of researching these stories because the websites, the news websites, the media is now drowning in the C word. And so I think a lot of the journalists are spending all their time making stories about that, you know, rightly so. But there's a lot of other things going on in the world that we're now missing out on that are harder to find. And so, yeah, it's definitely been more interesting trying to find good stories. But, man, it is a good excuse to talk about all sorts of stuff. I think some of the the episode we did yesterday, we were talking about like a, a um, blind piano tuner middle-aged women and why they're getting into bodybuilding and, you know, Africans, black rhinos and how they're rebounding from being poached so you get to talk about following the news all of these random topics that you would never otherwise let come up into conversation so it's a good excuse to talk about all sorts of stuff absolutely absolutely so we're not going to talk about the news today we're going to do an expression episode uh because i've been thinking about this one because i've been thinking about interviewing (laughs) pete for a really long time we just we talk all the time but we just never have sat down to actually record anything and, oh, I and to I've do... done I've done 698 episodes on my podcast, and I've never done an expression episode like this where I've had another person sitting in front of me to do that, do it like a conversation. So it's a, it's it's something that I never even thought of. So it's a very well, good the, the idea. reason there's a reason why I wanted to do an expression <laughs> episode because the expression today is for Pete's sake. Yeah. So my I wanted, sake, guys. <laughs> yeah. So this is this is Pete's name, and so this is his saying. So I took a look into the origin of this saying, and like this is something that we say 
generally when we're frustrated, right? So it's kind of an interjection when you're annoyed or frustrated, but it actually is a substitute for uh, using for Christ's sake, because a lot of people find that to be offensive and it wouldn't be considered polite. So for whatever reason, we've substituted Christ and Pete. Is that an old, an old expression then? Did they, did they give you a year or an estimate of when it was first starting to be used? Is, oh, yeah, that's, like that's, as far as like the early 1900s, people would say, for the love of Pete yeah. or in the name of Pete. Yeah, um, so they have just substituted him for Christ and God. Yeah, that's yeah. that's it. And then why not like Fred or John? And then from what I read, they said maybe because of St. Peter. So mm-hmm. it could be that's the reason why we've chosen. So is that that it would be too that it's potentially a Catholic origin or something that where the Catholics came up with it and they found it offensive to say Christ or God in that kind of, you know, using the Lord's name in vain. And so they switched it with a saint thinking, ah, it's, it's slightly less offensive. I think so. I don't know. Like I, I know that that was something kind of, we were kind of loosely taught for me growing up not to use the Lord's name in vain. I don't come from a very religious family, so it wouldn't have been a huge topic, but I did, did at some point learn that it was an offensive thing to say. And then, of course, you can say, for Pete's sake, and nobody finds it offensive. So, Are we allowed to swear on the podcast, or we're going to keep it clean? Uh, we can swear on this episode, if you would like. <laughs> I was going to say, how? what are some other versions of uh, for Pete's sake that you know of that you would well, use if you were I'm really gonna, angry? Since I'm Canadian and we don't often <laughs> swear, and I get really weird about swearing in a professional way, um, <laughs> the F word people would sometimes say frick instead of the F word. Yeah. So would you ever say though, for frick's sake, or would you use the F-U-C-K word in that place? I would probably (laughs) use the F-U-C-K word in that, that. but I, I'm, I'm, I don't know if it was like the way I was raised, but my mom always hated when people swear. So she really, really always was on my case about not swearing. And Mm. That kind of fell to the side when I moved to Ireland because it's such a huge part of like yes. they swear all the time in their culture. Australia is very similar. We just had, in fact, I have a good example for you. The Victorian, so my state, the Victorian police chief commissioner came out today and he was frustrated because there's been a lot of people um, going to the beach during this period of the C word. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so he's getting annoyed because he's like, guys, we have restrictions on how close you can get. But um, he came out and he said, look, being a dickhead isn't a crime. <laughs> and, and then continued on. But he said that to the media, in front of the media. And it was just really funny because I guess he was trying to express his frustration, you know, for Pete's sake. You know, what are you doing? Um, but at the same time, Australia, we get away with uh, being much more informal than, say, in Britain, the US or potentially Canada as well. So sometimes you will hear even politicians swear in public. Yeah, I don't think that happens in Canada. Um, <laughs> and certainly like in professional environments, people try and keep it clean. It's just not um, it's just not seen as very, very nice. So. Yeah, and I'm trying to think of some more. What are some more that people would say instead of using a curse word or a swear word? 
So, yeah, the most extreme version that I would say would be, oh, for fuck's sake, you know, that would be the worst one. Usually I don't do that at people. So, again, you know how with swearing in English, it can be interesting and it's probably the same in many other languages. You can, if, if someone, I, I would have to be really angry at someone to swear like that. It would probably be maybe I'm in driving my car and someone cut me off and, you know, I was, I thought I could have died, you know, for fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> for, for Pete's sake, I would use probably in front of my grandparents or my, even my parents, although they don't mind sort of swearing and having that kind of relaxed informal environment, but definitely around my grandparents who are much more, they're much more proper and formal and yeah. have, have a bit of a Christian background. I would, I would avoid swearing in front of them because you can just see if one slipped out, one swear word, they would sort of wince and be like, oh, like you've almost poked them or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I think like, even if to say for Pete's sake, like you wouldn't want to use that in like a workplace environment. Cause you should really like keep your cool. It's kind of yeah. more professional to keep your, keep calm. So, so something like, Oh, come on. Yeah. Come on. Just, that would be, I, I think we've got a lot of these expressions, right. With for frustration or, you know, you're kind of, um, asking the person to kind of like explain themselves or hand you a, you know, um, throw you a, a line or something, you know, give me a break. So you might say, give me a break. Uh, come or, on. Are you kidding me? Are, are you, you kidding, kidding me? me? Or yeah. what the hell? What the hell, dude? You know, That's what on one. earth? Sometimes people earth? say heck, right? Instead of yeah. in, in when we were kids, we would always say H-E double hockey sticks. That would be. <laughs> Is that how you spell it? Or, oh, you mean is in hell. Sorry, I thought you meant yeah. heck. Like, no. Is that like H-E-K-K? <laughs> H-E-L-L-H-E double yeah. hockey stick. And that would be like the way when you were younger that you could yeah. say it without saying it. Uh, could it I think it would... it, it's always really interesting learning these in other languages too because they don't tend to be the same thing. So I, I can't imagine in many other languages you would say literally what the hell or for peaks for pete's sake you know it's going to be something completely different that probably completely has a different story yeah yeah and most people who are learning english that's kind of or who are non-native english speakers are pretty bad at swearing i don't think i've met too many people who speak english as a second language who like nail it with the swear words like it can be it sometimes can come out awkward or just strange it depends, and right it's kind of like in australia if you're around bogans they're like the uncouth uneducated rough kind of lower class people if you're around them they'll insert some of them not all of them some of them will insert the f word into every second word you know so this okay. effing this effing thing what the f f and f and f and the f and, and it kind of it, it's annoying because you're hearing the same word all the time. It's a swear word. So it's also kind of, it can be offensive, but also it, it loses its, its weight because you're just using Absolutely. it all the time for benign stuff. So like I went to the effing bathroom and I was effing tired and I was effing this, effing that. Yeah. And you're like, well, when do, talk about when you're, use it when it wants to add a bit of gravity to a situation, right? It's an, it's like, for me, I consider swearing an extra color that you can paint with it's for when you really want to up the emphasis like someone cuts you off in a car and you're really angry yeah i only really swear when i lose my cool and it's like when my when i've completely lost lost my cool <laughs> and i'm really angry and i'm you know you kind of lose your inhibitions a little bit and you're just like Rah. so but okay, in replace of this uh, sorry, you can you say for pete's sake in replace yes. of this right so yeah anytime you want to swear or you want to have frustration show frustration for pete's sake is the 
And even Pilata would be, yeah, come on. Like, come on. What is that? That would be something they would yell at the umpire at a football match or something. You know, you could say for Pete's sake, but you could also say, come on. Like, as in, what the hell was that? You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And sometimes I think, speaking of frustration, and this is also what we were going to talk about today, and that was pet peeves. Pet peeves. Pete's pet peeves. Yeah, we were joking about this before because it's hard to say. <laughs> Pete's pet peeves. Dana's Pete's pet, pet peeves is much easier to say. Dana's than pet peeves, peeves, yeah. So do you Pete's. have any pet peeves? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I certainly do. I think most people do, right? I really am sensitive to noises. So, you know, when you are sitting beside someone and actually can do it right now, see if people can figure out what this is. <laughs> oh, that drives me at the wall. Really? That does. I was thinking you were going to say something, and this is one of mine, one of my pet peeves, is chewing with your mouth open. That doesn't bother me so much. The pen really? clicking and tapping. Like, if, if you're sitting beside someone, I used to sit beside a girl at work, and she was so fidgety. Like, she would fidget. Yeah. And she would wear these patent shoes. You know, that that they're shiny, like high heels that are shiny. Um, what, click her ankles together like Dorothy or something? Together all the time. I would be like, <laughs> stop! Like, oh, that just... I think the, the other one that I remember, I remember being in year 12, the final year of high school here in Australia, doing my English exam, which was one of the longest exams that we had. It was three hours long of writing essays. And there was someone right in front of me and I remember when we sat down and we had like 15 minutes reading time in silence before the exam the first thing I heard was like he had a runny oh, nose yeah, and I was like I was like for Pete's sake you know for fuck's sake man like <laughs> serious and so for the next for the next three hours this guy was sniffing and like the whole time and I was just drove me nuts come on oh, man yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually read about this that's actually a control thing so we get irritated because like really this shouldn't bother us right it shouldn't be something why does it bug us it's just a sound and it's a our inability to turn it off and to control the, yeah. the situation that's what it actually stems from well I think for me it feels like it, it was probably that but also that it kept drawing my attention away from what I was trying to do in this exam. Normally, so if someone had a runny nose in a different situation, it would probably yeah. be fine. But the fact that I was trying to write my final exam for the most important year at high school, I was just like ultra sensitive and ultra annoyed and just like. <laughs> yeah, totally. Another thing that, that bothers me is really bad service. At like a restaurant? Anywhere. Yeah, like mm. just bad service. I really... Yeah, at a restaurant, at a hotel, at or anything. What would be an example of bad service for you? Oh, I don't know. Like this most simple one would be like if you are at a restaurant and they take a really long time to come over and take your order, like an unusually long time, like you're just waiting and waiting and waiting. <laughs> like Especially if you make eye contact with the waitress or waiter and they see you and still to come over, you're like, Come on, man, <laughs> for Pete's or, sake. Yeah, when you're waiting for the bill, like when you're waiting for the bill to come and you're yeah. like, I just want to leave. I'm trapped here. It's mm. driving me nuts. Yeah. I think I, I feel I feel your pain there because I used to work in hospitality as a waiter. And so I knew what it was to give good service. 
And so it would frustrate me. I would be, you know, if I go to a, a cafe, especially one that's not necessarily very high end and they still don't, you're like, man, it's not that hard. It's not busy right now. Just come over, ask for my order. I just want a coffee, smash it out and then let's yeah. move on. <laughs> if a restaurant gives me really bad service, like it's just off the list. Like there's a yeah. few here um, in Zurich that I, we just like don't go to anymore because it's just you have, you know, one bad experience where you're waiting, I don't know feels like you're waiting an hour or something to get your food you're like well this isn't worth it do you think that you as canadian and americans who have tipping culture whereas we don't have that in australia do you think you hold uh service providers like waiters and waitresses to a higher standard absolutely like you get especially since i live in europe i the level of service here is completely <laughs> different to <laughs> You know, when I travel to the States or when I go to Canada, you get this, like, people are so nice to you. They're, mm -hmm. like, waiting. They're, they are literally waiting on you. Yeah. Um, and in other places, like, they couldn't care. I guess it's because whatever they get from you as a tip is probably going to make up the bulk of their income in America and Canada. Whereas if you were to tip me in Australia, I'd be like, what are you doing? But it's not <laughs> even just, <laughs> it's not even just, like, um... It's not even just restaurants. Like if you go into a store, uh, yeah. you get like people can be so rude or just not that friendly in stores here in Europe. And then you'll go into a store. I was just in California and people are like chatting mm. with you. They're like, they compliment you. I don't know if they're just like, maybe they want you to buy stuff, but they'll be like, oh my gosh, your dress is so nice. That's a cultural thing that I think we share too with Americans and probably Canadians too, where you, the small talk is kind of part of the service, right? You kind of expect yeah. for there to be some kind of polite small talk that lightens the the mood and, and makes you feel more comfortable whilst there's a transaction happening of some kind, right? Otherwise, you feel like, ooh, I feel a bit dirty. Like this person yeah. like, give me up is the thing. Go away. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's just like, say if you were going into a store in North America and you were saying, oh, I'm buying a anniversary present for my spouse or something. They would say, oh, that's wonderful. How long have you been married for? And you would so, kind of get into a conversation where as other places, I think they would just like not even, it would just be well, like, okay, what do you want to get them? Like it wouldn't be. sides too, right? Because the person who's probably like, oh my God, that's amazing. When they go overboard with it, when they go over the top, they're probably, you know, in my mind, they're probably like, don't care, don't care, buy something, buy something, don't care, don't care, buy it, buy it now, buy it. <laughs> it I don't know. It depends. Like in Canada, people are so, uh, so friendly, I think that we just, it's always weird for me when I go back from like from Switzerland, when I go travel back to Canada and people are just chatting with you for no reason. Mm -hmm. It doesn't happen here. Like, it just, it's not the same. Yeah, funny. So, but that's, and I miss that. So I guess that would be another kind of little pet peeve is how unfriendly some people what would My ultimate one be, my ultimate pet peeve. Uh, I think with my wife, it would be just that chewing with your mouth open or swallowing too loudly or making, I don't know why it's a bodily function kind of thing for me with noises, especially when consuming something. Oh, popcorn whilst watching a movie when you're not eating popcorn. That kills me. Oh, I'm always I, eating popcorn. Like I love popcorn. So I don't mind it if I'm eating it too. But if I decide I'm not eating chips or I'm not eating something crunchy that's going to make an equal amount of noise from me and, you know, you at the same time, 
and I'm trying to watch a movie, especially if I'm sitting right next to you, it drives me nuts. That was why I, st- I stopped going yeah. to the movies for ages because I was like, I can't handle this. I don't eat popcorn, but then everyone in the movie theater is just... <laughs> oh, speaking of, of food, you know when you're on public transportation and someone mm-hmm. will come on with hot food and start eating it <laughs> and the whole place... <laughs> Everything starts smelling like Maccas, smelling like, like McDonald's. Oh, yeah, yeah, like that. that'll... That's just rude. Or when people take off their socks or something on the plane or uh, like these things. It's usually when you're, I think, confined in a place that you can't remove yourself from. So if you're on a bus or you're on a train or you're on a plane, like other people's habits can get very irritating. I hear the Japanese are kind of like that with phone calls on public transport, right? That's a very big no-no. Oh, really? Fair play to Japan because that is, that can be annoying. Yeah, I think that's something that you just never do. You never answer the phone whilst on a bus or on a plane or or on public Well, they're also close together too, right? So you don't really have any privacy and you literally could be talking into someone else's ear. Mm -hmm. I often feel that too. Like I'll try and make any phone call that I have to answer or make. Usually in public, it'll be brief. But I wouldn't sit there and start talking about personal details or problems or, you know, like whinging about my wife or, you know, some people you can hear, they just go into their into their own world and you're like, dude, we're listening. Like, I can't escape the fact that you're yelling into the phone about yeah. your personal life right now. Well, thank you for coming on for the 52nd episode. <laughs> my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me, Dana. Really, it was a good convo. Thank you. Yeah, finally, we did it. <laughs> we did. If you would like to hear the rest of my conversation with Pete, I'm going to upload the rest of the interview into the CanLearn English Academy for the Podcast Plus and CanLearn English Academy students. So if you'd like information on how you can join the CanLearn English Academy and get all the premium podcast content, as well as access to some of my best English courses, you can go to canlearnenglish.com forward slash join. And if you would like to listen to Pete's podcast, it's called the Aussie English Podcast. You can go to aussieenglish.com.au or you can listen to his podcast on Spotify, in iTunes, or anywhere you can listen to a podcast. Just search for the Aussie English Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And always, please support this free podcast by liking, sharing, and subscribing. Until next time, guys. Bye-bye.